Good morning, good morning. We're good? Yes. Okay, my friends, log in to Podbean, right? And don't forget those hearts at the bottom right. Monique, the hearts at the bottom right. The hearts at the bottom right. Yes. <laughs> okay, give, gives us brownie points. And Jean-Philippe, how many hours between the French and the English? Thank you, Kathy, for the hearts. How many hours? Hours. I don't have it right away, but I think that we are now more, a little bit more than 300 hours. Okay, so guys, just remember, okay? Just remember, it takes 10,000 hours. 10,000 hours. I don't want to discourage anybody, but I want you to understand to master something takes time. I'm speaking to all those young people, Dorothy, out there, you know, that wake up one morning. Uh, join a multi-level marketing business and they want to be Annie Marchat this year. <laughs> Annie Marchat is our $1.5 million earner, okay? It's, it, you know, I, I absolutely wish um, you achieve it, but the reality is we need to be seasoned. There's a certain level for the majority. I'm not talking about if you invented a product and you're what we call an overnight, you know, success. I'm talking about the majority of people, we, 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 we season ourselves and we need to look at the dialogue we're using. And this is why I love the chapter we're closing today with Tony Robbins, Awaken the Giant is the book. Definitely a book that I would recommend you get. You don't, by the way, you don't even have to read it, you know, like a, um, like a, a book where you start at the beginning, you finish at the end. You can just go into it and say, you know, today I want to cover the chapter on metaphors. It's not one of those books that if you start in the middle, you won't understand the book. It's really segmented. And now we're in the segment of metaphors, metaphors, metaphors. Now, remember, when we began talking about this chapter, the rhetoric that is being used can make us vote for a party or against a party. You know, we talked about in Rwanda when the government made that the Tutsis created genocide. It was one metaphor that was being used over and over and over again that brought that uprise that someone actually believed that this person was no more than uh, the word used was a cockroach. See, so metaphors are very, very, very powerful to make us go forward and like something or totally recoil and be disgusted by something or somebody. So they're very, very, very powerful. My name is Maria Mariano. This is my 40th year in my multi-level marketing business. And I can tell you the way I speak, I'm going to speak for myself, the way I speak, the way I choose my words will have a direct impact on how I feel today or how my business goes this year. I remember it like yesterday in 1991 when the Gulf War exploded. 
Okay, golf war exploded. My mom and I were watching the, the news over and over again. And what we, what we were using as dialogue when we were giving our meetings was words we were getting out of back then, you know, Fox News or whatever we were listening to. So it's very, very dangerous. What I also choose to listen to because your metaphor, I can make it my own. And we covered that in a chapter, right? We covered that. Marie-Claire's is going to resume it. So today we're going to have Jean-Philippe Jacques that's going to share a very powerful story. We're going to continue with Sabrina, who's going to have a second story that made me cry this morning. I can't believe it. at six o'clock I'm crying this morning. You're going to understand why. And she's going to give us an exercise. So Monique, my directors, Dorothy, we're going to intentionally work on the metaphors we're going to choose to use with our sales team, with our personal life and, and, Choosing the right metaphors is going to absolutely improve our trajectory for 2022, right? There's a, I love the sentence that's going around the, uh, the people I'm listening to, and they keep saying, there's more for you in 2022. And remember, when it rhymes, it makes it more believable, even if it's not true. How many of us have heard, okay? I, uh, I before E, except after C, okay? Now, remember, there's nine... Out of 900 cases, only 44 of those cases, it's correct. The rest is false. But because it rhymes, we believe it to be true. Isn't that interesting? So if you can get your metaphors to rhyme, it kind of tells your brain it's got to be true. It rhymes. So if you can add that little aspect to it, it really, really helps. So with no further ado, let's begin immediately with you, Jean-Philippe. Thank you. And like they say in French, we have that expression, une pomme par jour éloigne le médecin pour toujours. But in English, I don't know if you have like the same, same. Uh, the same thing. Apple a day One apple. helps keep the doctor uh, away. Yeah. And like, I, I, I remember watching a documentary and they say, if it was that simple, all of the entire healthcare system will be like perfect. And we have solved all the problem on earth just with that. <laughs> so yes, when it rhymes, it sounds, it, it sounds more true. Absolutely. So good morning, everyone. If you haven't done it yet, please just take time a few minutes, a few seconds to share uh, the Podbeam, share the podcast. If you're right now on Zoom, if you are on the live on Facebook, share it to a place where you know that people can hear that message and that they can join our positive community, a community that is leveling up and do the same with the Podbeam. Also send it to somebody by messenger and, and say to them, okay, why should they listen to the podcast every day of the week. So yes, uh, today I'm giving you a couple example. Actually, I'm giving you two metaphors, one with a story, one, uh, one metaphor about life. So we've talked a lot. If you guys remember, Marie-Pierre, two weeks ago, uh, bring you a lot of different metaphors of life that you can actually use, okay? And one of them is uh, to make life the metaphor with the season. That actually in your life, what is happening? Yes, Sabrina and I talk um, talk about season uh, yesterday, but it was with a different angle that it depends on how you see change. Now it's about your life. Where are you at right now? Okay, where do you feel you are in your life? Do you feel that you are 
in autumn that you feel you are in winter you are in spring or you are in summer so if you feel kind of stuck okay that it's like winter it's freaking cold outside and you feel that you can't do anything maybe right now you are on the winter season but remember what comes after okay winter is spring spring where everybody's flourish that yes we need okay that hard stuff the snow okay the ice that will melt okay and nourish actually all uh, all the herds so then it will flourish and you get like beautiful flower and you know that what is coming after is spring okay where you will have your garden you will like your plants will be seed that you will take care of people you will take care of your garden and then comes to uh to the fall to the autumn and like it is the harvest part but remember yes in season sometimes uh, winter can be a little bit more rough as sometimes it can be a little bit more warmer okay as sometimes we have rainy uh, rainy summer so it will depends okay life will go on and it will be always different but remember that the season keep going so that's a way how you can see your life and say oh where am i right now okay oh i, I don't like where am i keep continue okay what you're doing your action and know that after winter comes uh comes spring the only exception is in game of throne winter is coming and it stays there for so long okay that's the only difference <laughs> next next metaphor that i want to bring to you it's uh, over a story so um tony robbins did many seminar and in one of his seminar he asked people to give themselves a nickname okay and probably that you guys have nickname for yourself or nickname for your husband your partner okay so what are those nicknames and it's very interesting people call them lightning love dancer the wizard and one of them called himself maestro i really love that term it sounds so chic and snob a little bit in my maestro <laughs> so he calls them and he say instantly when you call yourself by a nickname depending your nickname it will have an impact on what is your attitude how you react and how you are okay what what is your being okay just by saying maestro you you feel okay that um uh well uh, that conductor that is in front okay of the orchestra and he gets like his ch his chest uh, just in uh, up in the air and looking at the people and he feels great just by that it changed the attitude and he found one of guy that called himself the maestro okay and he used a metaphor to describe his life okay he used his metaphor also to describe his body because he was a little bit overweight well actually he was a 170 pound overweight and the way he described himself, he say, oh, the reason I am fat is because I am spiritual, okay? And only people that are spiritual can get to me because people that are, um, uh, well, superflu, how they say the, the term, uh, that are non-spiritual or, uh, yes, Maria, how do you say? Uh, superficial, people that are superficial, you know, everything superficial. on the outside is in. Yes. Exactly, that's the term I'm looking for. So that our superficial will just stop at the first, the, the first looking and say, "Oh, he's fat." Okay, I'm not. I, I, it's 
not important to know that person. But he said that people that get through him, that understand him, that, and that he let people come into his life is because they are spiritual. And in, obviously, he let Tony Robbins get to him. So he said, oh, it's because you are spiritual. And then there is kind of a process, and it's really interesting because Tony Robbins helped that person just work onto the picture he was giving himself. And he said, well, actually, I don't think that God's love more people, okay? He loves everyone, okay? God's love everybody. But he said, I think what he does with fat people is stick them on a skewer and roast them over hell. That's that's a harsh okay metaphor. It's really harsh. But the reason why he, he said that is because he wants to uh, get to a, pa a pattern interrupt. He really wants to kick with a picture that was kind of my God. It's it, it, it scares the person. So he was trying to work on what is the vision that he gets. So with that, he was able to bring him to talk a little bit more about his body. So how do you consider now your body? And instantly he changed. He said, oh, my body is a vehicle. But here, the reason why he said like, oh, it's a vehicle. The only reason we need a vehicle is to bring you from point A to point B. Not understanding that there is quality vehicle and there is some cheap vehicle that you, you feel like the Flintstone, okay? That you don't know if you will get to use your feet, okay? Just to get in front, okay? To get forward, okay? We all have that picture. So there is many characteristics here, okay? That you, you have to control and give your brain, okay? The description to say that, okay, this metaphor of vehicle fit to me. So for him, for that maestro, he said, oh, it doesn't matter. It only gets to bring me from point A to point B. And this is when uh, Tony Robbins bring another, um, uh, another metaphor. He said, well, why don't you consider your body like a temple? And instantly, when you think of a temple, what do you think of? You think that it's official. You think that it's solemn. You think that it's peaceful. Okay. So naturally when you think of a temple there is not too many characteristics that you need to think of okay because the uh the image is clear in our head and from that moment on okay that guy okay maestro started to think his body as a temple and understand that what he brings the food that he brings to his body to the temple had a big impact the word he's using okay now had a big impact and just with that they say that six months after that seminar that he lost 130 pounds so yes it was harsh at the beginning but the reason why is sometimes we need okay impactful picture and image in our head that will just make us evolve and think of and accept a new metaphor that will bring bring us more joy so out of that i know that sabrina has a second story to tell you with another metaphor so go on sabrina yes first of all i really love the metaphor for the body for, for me, I, I, you know, I, I talked uh, of it previously, my body is my challenge in my life. <laughs> it's, no, this, the way I see my body, and I understand this morning that my metaphor is wrong for my body. Because 
I accept some metaphor that would pre- that was presented to me in the past, and I keep them since all those years. Uh, we said with Maria this morning, I'm an ex-athlete. So for me, they learned to me that to be healthy, to be beautiful, or to be in shape, I need to wear um, size zero, one, or two, not more. You cannot wear more than size two. I, 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 I'm not wearing size two. <laughs> but for me, the, the way to be healthy and the way to accept my body is wearing size zero, one, or two. And I, I realized that if I'm bringing this metaphor of temple, it's really, really easiest than the metaphor to be less than size two. So it, it, some metaphor can help you just to uh, change your weight. And one of the metaphors that they were presenting here, and I have kids, and the situation that they present, it's one of his kids, in the the story that they present, one of his kids as his friend, a seven years old friend died. Uh, and how do you explain the um, the the way that people are dying at seven years old when it's a kid that died? But for my my daughter uh, is Aria grandmère. My grandmother died last year. Great, but, uh, great grandmother. Great, great. Okay, great, great grandmother. For for her, it was an old person, so it was okay. <laughs> but when it's a kid that died, it's a little bit different how to explain the reality and explain it as a caterpillar and a butterfly that yes, we see uh, ourselves, we see our friends, our caterpillar. But when he died, it's like when he's going in the cocoon. And it's because God wants more butterfly. So bring it that the vision that is yes still in a cocoon but it will be a butterfly next though it's not ending right now it's just because there's another way that it will be present in the future and i really love this caterpillar cocoon um cocoon and uh butterfly because and it, it's it's just showing that it's not ending there. You can you can see it as a process. You and maybe when you will see butterfly, it will think to their friends. It will see that maybe it's my friends. Maybe it's so it's bringing another vision and say you you never know when God need butterfly. So maybe for you. You hope that is not still a butterfly right now, but it, it's God decided when he needs new butterfly. So it was a really, really good example. Um, I hope in English I just translated well, but it's for me, it's bring me tools 
if I have to present something like that to my kid, I don't want to have to, but if I have to, I have a new tool how to present, a new metaphor that will help me how to explain them the reality that sometimes it's hard reality, but it's just taking off a little bit of pain when you are presenting it like that. And um, we have some examples. So I started to do a sheet for you. Uh, it will be posted on a group inspirational, Limiana de Diama, but we have an exercise for you today. This exercise will take time. You cannot just write it down this morning. You will be able to answer a couple of questions this morning, but I create a sheet that you can print and write in on to select what will be your next metaphor. Because since three weeks or maybe one month, we are talking about metaphor, but now we are closing the chapter, we have to decide what will be my new metaphor in my life. So the first question I have to ask you, we already did this question in the past, but you will see that we will add something. First of all, what is your metaphor for to presenting your life? What If you're just running, life is like, and if we remember, GP, you said life is like a chocolate box. Yeah, chocolate box. And depending what you are living right now, maybe life is a war. Maybe life is a battle. Or maybe life is a gift. But you have to, de to, to decide what is life for you. Maria, for you. What is life? For me, life is a game where I treat everybody in the game like my family because at home we love to play games. And as we play, we grow deep, meaningful relationship because we get time to talk, we get time to drink, we get time to eat, to laugh, to cheat. Ha <laughs> ha. And the next step that we have to think is what are those advantages? from this metaphor what are those advantages that bring me on power that bring me success feeling good from this metaphor so you will have to find at least two advantages that are from your um your way of thinking jean-philippe do you have two advantages well first that chocolate is sweet so that life is sweet and no matter if sometimes you get to a to one chocolate that you don't like you never know what you get next so it's always a, a surprise to find what happened next and it's probably like your best sweet sort that you will get on and the hardest part that i find when we have positive metaphor that they ask okay what are those disadvantage of your metaphor that they are creating you maybe a different way of thinking. So, ah, Maria, <laughs> it's, it's hard. When we have a positive metaphor, to find what is the negative part of my metaphor or the disadvantage. It's the part that I will have to think because I, I'm, I'm not sure of my answer right now. <laughs> so, for, for, it will for be, me? We, for you. 
Yeah, did you know? Then for me, the negative part, I, honestly, none. Because I have fun every day, like every day. Like you have no idea how much fun I have. I'm alone, I'm having fun. <laughs> I mean, because I'm playing all the time. It's a big playground. My life is a playground. I mean, what's negative of so, it? About this? <laughs> it's, it's, it's really you know hard. You will have it. You know, Sabrina, yeah. what's, what's negative is the people I deal with hate my positivism. Actually, I can get on the nerves of a lot of people because I'm just so happy-go-lucky all the time. And, you know, for you can imagine if you're not happy-go-lucky how much I'm going to get you on your nerves. <laughs> so maybe, yeah, it can be this uh, disadvantage. The second part that we will ask, um, it's find your metaphor for your relationship. So relationship is like... And you can write it in the comment. Go in the comment and write, what is your metaphor for your relationship? Marbia, did you find yours? I would say um, as a teammate. Oh, I love it. I love it. Because we need to find them. And I, I think for other people that you are single, what is your metaphor? for a relationship? What is a metaphor for marriage? For people that you are um, engaged, what is your metaphor right now? Is it going well in your um, relationship life or is it going wrong? Is it linked to the metaphor that you are using? I know that Maria, you always talk about your James Bond and it's the metaphor that you are using for your, your, your relationship. And doing the same exercise, what is the advantage of this metaphor? And what is this disadvantage of this metaphor? GP, do you have your metaphor for your relationship? I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to figure it. I haven't found it yet. So it's really for that that we are creating. I have one. I have one for you. I have one. Tom Jones, he sings the song, Sex Bomb, Sex Bomb. <laughs> I like that one. I like that one. I call him my teddy bear. <laughs> Your teddy bear. Oh. And when you find, you have to do it for all the part, all the area of your life. How do you, what metaphor do you use for your job, for your kids? for your parent, you can do it every, oh, I saw Monique, a mariage is a good, oh, disclose. Mariage is a good red wine. It's better with age. Oh, I love it, Monique. <laughs> And so for your job, if you're not liking what you're doing right now, Are you going to jail every day because you're going to work? Or you are playing every day like Maria when she's going to work? So find your metaphor for all those areas that you want to change. So it's the, the third part. The first one, it's create, not 
just one metaphor. Create four to five metaphor for your life. Create four to five positive metaphor for your relationship. Create four to five metaphor for your job. So you will have those metaphors that you will use for the next 30 days. I really love it when I read it in the book. That why they said use it for 30 days. Use it on your conditioning program. Add a sheet to your conditioning program with all the metaphors. Life is gift. Life is game. Life is dance. So if you have those positive metaphors that you are reading every day, uh, marriage is uh, like a, a, <laughs> a red wine or it's like a teammate. It's, if you're just putting it and reading it every day, you will change your mindset. If you want to work on your body, body is a temple. To, it, use it. Use it and read it every day for the next 30 days. So you will have it on the group. And I saw that... Um, uh, Monique, you put a link. I will take this link, Monique, and I will put it on the group inspirational, uh, the Les Millionaires de Diamants, for the people that you are not on Zoom. Uh, she put a symbol metaphor for relationship. So it's really, really uh, what we are needing right now. So uh, thank you, Monique. I will put it on the group. And Marie-Pierre, I let you close the subject. Just do a recap of all what we see uh, uh, in, in the previous month. Yes, thank you, Sabrina. I really love the exercise <laughs> for this morning. So yes, we close the chapter of metaphor today. So just to summarize what we cover in the last month, I think, <laughs> about metaphor, First is why metaphors are so powerful. Just like the choice of word is really important, but the metaphor carry even more meaning and emotional intensity. So the metaphor is one of the primary ways to learn. So metaphor um, uh, really uh, make a difference when we want to learn. So metaphor that will rely on everyday object or experience can help us introduce unfamiliar issue or explain complex one, just like the story of the caterpillar and the butterfly something that they can understand with something more complex. And the second part was about the global metaphor and how it's important to select our global metaphor, just like what is your life metaphor. So when you want to change a metaphor, you can use a pattern interrupt to change your mind, just like in the story of the fat people and how God <laughs> they will live. <laughs> make them roll and over hell so that's really something that will stick in my mind as a pattern interrupt that's really something that if you want to change your metaphor you have to use those kind of pattern interrupt to make sure that you will not go back to those metaphor and last one last part of the chapter was about fit the word to the deed so make sure you use the right metaphor with the right people so a metaphor will and highlight things and hide other things. So each comes with its own set of emphasis and blind spot. So make sure that you use the right one with the right people if you want them to know what is 
uh, important in life and what you don't want them to focus on at this moment. So make sure that, yes, you use always the right metaphor because there's a lot of right metaphor, but if you use it with the wrong people, that will not bring what you uh, what was your intention with those people. So what the, uh, you use as metaphor is really, really important. So that's how we'll close with the chapter on metaphor. Thank you, Marie-Pierre. You know, I always relate things to business. So for me, I look at some people I work with, their business is a game of battleship. It's like a sink or win. So I hope you're not one of those. Other people see their business as a garden. You, you know, depends what you sow is what you reap. For me, like I shared with Sabrina, my business is a game. I enjoy playing. I, like I'm a, and deep in my heart, I'm a seven-year-old. So I'm always playing. I'm very loud. I'm very, you know, disruptive. Uh, you always want to give me a little pail to calm me down. And I might be disruptive, but I have fun. I promise you, I have fun all the time. Even picking up the poop of the little doggies. It's so much fun, you know, like I go, oh, little poopy. Okay, everything is fun for me. So please, 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 the, the, the one thing I want to give you, I'm 58 years old, 40 years in business, 35 years married. Please consciously select your metaphors this week and say, these are going to be my metaphors for 2022. Yes, we did our list of 100 goals. Yes, we did our end in mind. Yes, we have our vision board going. How about if we put just beside that vision board, my metaphors for 2022? Okay, so take Sabrina's exercise and, and put it into action. One change and one metaphor will be a, a, a five degree that would change completely, completely your trajectory in 2022. All right, guys, thank you so much. Tomorrow morning, Stephen Covey, habit number seven, which is the spiritual dimension. Mm, okay, bye-bye. <laughs> Have a great day. See you tonight, guys.